King Sports Show. Cardinals, Blues, Mizzou Athletics, Chiefs. He has it covered. The Derek King Sports Show. Only on Gateway City Sports. All right, we're not going to fart around. We're going to get right after this thing. I hope you guys tuned in. I'm going to make minor adjustments to the microphone because I hope you guys tuned in uh, late on Monday Monday night. We had Howard Balzer, the great Howard Balzer from Sports Illustrated on, and we talked all about this NFL St. Louis lawsuit, everything that's happening with that, everything that's going on. Uh, so th- before we get into everything that we're going to talk about that, make sure that you guys go over to Gateway City Sports, uh, the Twitter account. You follow that, Gateway City Sports. Uh, same thing over here on Facebook. We've got the two accounts, the fan page and the main page. Make sure you check those out and also go over and sign up on the website, gatewaycitysports.com, for all the latest and greatest news because... There's a lot of stuff that is still coming out, that's continuing to come out, that will continue to come out. There's a lot of stuff that we need to discuss. So make sure that you're all set up for everything that we're doing. So that's the, that's the main thing. So if you guys didn't have a chance to check out that interview on Monday night, we really went through a quite a bit of information. That's not the only part of it. There is much, much more. I am serious whenever I tell you this. I'm as serious as a heart attack as I sit here to tell all of you listening and viewing out there, whether you're watching on Facebook Live, you're watching on YouTube Live, you're you're on Twitter, whatever it is that you're on, and you're watching this, I'm telling you, there is so much more to this story that most people do not know. The dirty secrets, the backroom deals, the filthiness that is the NFL, we are going to be outing it here over a series of different interviews that we're going to be doing with different individuals over here the next few weeks. We're going to be airing all of the dirty laundry, everything that you want to know, everything that you've needed to know about this particular situation, you are going to be finding out about it. Can you tell I'm a little bit hyped? Because this is a lot of information. This is a lot of stuff that I have sat around with, that I have held on to for a very long period of time. 
A lot of this information, it was because this lawsuit was going on, because I didn't want to get involved with certain legal issues of it or whatever the case was, or some of it was even technically hearsay. But now that it's coming out in court, now that it's coming out in documentation, now I could talk about it. Now I could get this off my chest. I could get this proverbial monkey off my back. One of the huge topics of discussion was everybody thought this kind of centered around 2013 and how this all happened. This goes way back further than that. This goes back. Howard Balzer had stated it on the show, on the interview, go back and check it out. But he stated in the meeting room where Stan Kroenke was confirmed as the owner, the principal owner of the Rams in 2010, I believe it was October of 2010, he made one statement. Los Angeles, baby. There you go. I mean, that if there is any more evidence that you need to prove that as early, factually, as early as 2010, I have evidence, I have ideas that point to the fact that it has happened significantly earlier than that that at least with Stan Kroenke himself, that he was thinking, planning, just with himself, about how to get back to that market. We're talking years prior that this was going on. So St. Louis never stood a chance. It didn't matter. And irregardless of the situation with the arbitration, here's the thing. If you talk about 100% and 0%, of the possibilities of that the CVC, now Explore St. Louis, everything else that's kind of wrapped up with that now, was going to okay that arbitration of $770 million or $750-plus million that the Rams had won via the, the arbitration of the lease, they were never going to okay that. They didn't have the money. They were broke. Everybody knew it. They're, they're basically, they're going ba paycheck to paycheck. They're at zero or less. But the fact of the matter is the Rams knew it. Stan Kroenke knew it. Everybody knew it. And so Stan was already planning his exit strategy. Let's not forget, Stan did sit on two different committees in the L.A. expansion process and the stadium committee in L.A. He, there was two different committees that he sat on. And he left one before the other. I believe he left the expansion committee before he left the stadium committee. And I believe he left the stadium committee in the later 2000s, if I'm not mistaken. He left the expansion committee in the earlier 2000s. I could have that backwards. But the fact of the matter is, he had all the information that he knew back at that time period. So now we're going to get down to the, to the nitty-gritty. We're going to get down to the nasty, right? And we're going to talk about these different this different information that's coming out Amy Dash over on Twitter is right now blowing up her timeline and that's at Amy Dash TV over on Twitter and she is just absolutely just hammering out all of these different tweets and things over there so go check it out one of the ones I'm looking at right now 
is uh, there's two different ones. That the judge orders discovery of finances of multiple NFL owners and Roger Goodell in the lawsuit by St. Louis against the NFL over relocation of Rams to L.A. She also states that St. Louis is suing the NFL for over $1 billion in damages, saying that it failed to follow NFL relocation policy and use of good faith efforts to keep the Rams in a home market. Goodell admitted under oath that policy was mandatory. Evidence shows owners and staff in secret talks to build the L.A. stadium. I I 100% agree with that. All of that is factually evident. Uh, There's one other thing that I want to point out, and that comes to damages. There's three different types of damages when you talk about uh, a case like this. You talk about compensatory, which is your initial damages, and that's the one billion. Nominal and punitive. What we're talking about is punitive here. Punitive is the key. That is the absolute key to all of this. And now you say, well, what does punitive mean? Well, the best explanation that I could give you in layman's terms is if subject A makes $50,000 a year, they do something bad, they're sued, punitive damages are going to reflect on how much money that individual makes to make sure, hey, don't do that again. In this case, you're dealing with multi-multi-billionaires. And trust me whenever I tell you this, this entire case is really teetering on the precipice of antitrust, which is trebled by three times. So whatever damages that you win are times by three. So this could get really ugly really fast. And anybody that has been following this for any period of time also does know and understand fully that there's no way that the NFL is going to allow this thing to go to court. I really, personally speaking, from a business standpoint, I can't see in any universe as to where someone would want any more of this information to come out. This stuff that just came out the other day, this is just a taste. Boys and girls, this is just a, this is just a tip of the carrot. This is just a little nibble. That's all it is. Just a nibble. There is so much more. It's so much more devious, so much more evil, so much more vile than most people can even possibly comprehend. It is that bad. That's how nasty the NFL is. You know, me and Bernie Nicholas go back a ways. I disagree with a quite a bit of what Bernie says and does to be frank but he was absolutely 100% spot on a few years back when he made the comment that the NFL is a cartel I actually even have an article up over on Gateway City Sports the NFL cartel money never sleeps go check it out educate your brain same thing with dirty deeds done dirt cheap same deal Same thing with the good, bad, and the ugly. Go over and check those articles out over on Gateway City Sports and read into that stuff because there is so much information there. But we're starting to get to the juicy stuff. Now, here's the $64 million question or billion-dollar question in this case. What is this going to end up looking like? You know, we ran a poll. uh, We didn't run a poll, I should say, that uh, my producer... 
Gino, he ran a poll here the other day, GB Sports over on Twitter. He ran a poll, and the poll asked, this was after everything came out, and people started seeing the information and what was going on, of that, would you want the NFL to return to St. Louis? It fascinated me. Of over in the very short period of time that was that it was up, we had over 300, 310 votes on that uh, one particular poll. Small sample size, but nearly eighty three percent of people said yes. I would take the NFL back in St. Louis, even after everything. I'm not judging. I'm an NFL fan myself, as you can tell. But the simple fact of the matter is, even though we know all the dirty dealings, everything, the nastiness, the fact that Roger Goodell blatantly lied in his press conference in 2014 during the Super Bowl between the Broncos and the Seahawks whenever he was directly asked about the St. Louis situation, that he was getting talking points from Kevin Demoff, that weasel, that scumbag. You know, the I, every time I see that loser dim off, I want to. I just want to punch him in the nose. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but he makes me so angry. That smirk, that stupid look that he has on his face. Him walking around in St. Louis, going to different media outlets, going on radio, and talking about, oh, we're dedicated to St. Louis and that we're not going to leave. Go over and check out my articles, The Cartel and Dirty Deeds. It's got his video. It's got the video of him lying. We've got video of Stan Kroenke when he bought the team, even though he said, Los Angeles, baby, after he was voted in as principal owner of the Rams in October of 2010, immediately following all of that, all of his pressers that he did, even after hiring Jeff Fisher in, what was it, 2012, the end of 2011, 2012, where he's, he, remember, he specifically said, I am not going to lead the charge out of St. Louis. He led the charge into St. Louis. He's not going to lead the charge out of St. Louis, that I'm a Missouri guy, and Missourians know that I can be trusted. Whenever that was the entire plan. He was blatantly lying. And everything that the NFL did to make sure that they were still cashing in on the St. Louis market and making their money because they didn't want to have another lame duck franchise like the Oilers did back in the early 90s whenever they announced, hey, uh, we're, we're, we're out of here, we're bouncing. The NFL was complicit in this. And not only were they complicit, I would even go as far as saying that this is the closest thing that you are going to get to collusion, true collusion, to where you have entities working together in a conspiracy to defraud not only the fans in this market, but the entire market itself. This is the most egregious, vile, underhanded, devious thing that the NFL has ever done in the history of sports, period. I'll go back as far as the White Sox scandal to say it's worse than that because you're talking about players that took matters into their own hands to throw a World Series versus an entire entity that decided 
to work together in tandem as a unit to defraud an entire market. Who else have they done it to? How many other cities do we need to talk to? Do we need to talk to Houston when they got screwed? How about Cleveland when they got screwed? What about Baltimore whenever the Colts moved out in the middle of the night? What else do we need to show? What else do we need to prove? Guys, gals, how many months have I been holding up the Cleveland lawsuit and saying I've been reading through this, the St. Louis lawsuit, the Oakland lawsuit, San Diego situation, everything else that's been going on? How many times? Do we need to go through this to show that the NFL has never been held to a standard? That there's no checks, there's no balances to any of this. That there has to be something to regulate these multi-billionaires who think that this is just pretty much essentially their sandbox. They could do what they want. I'm going to ask for 500, 600, 700. How does Las Vegas feel right now? How does the state of Nevada feel after paying $780 million, was it? Publicly funded money? I mean, they probably don't really care because it's all taxes, right? From revenue generated from the the hotels and the casinos and travelers and everything else. I mean, you know, they probably don't really care. But the reality is, what about Minnesota? They built that new stadium. And remember, the Vikings were making, starting to make threats about leaving and moving. It was the same thing the Seahawks did in Seattle. Remember, they moved down to L.A. for a very short period of time until the NFL said, I'll move back up north. Because they were already holding it for Stanny. Old Stanny E. We have to get on the same page when it comes to this stuff, folks, because this is not going to change. The narrative is the same. The NFL will continue to keep doing what they're doing until they get their hands smacked and until they have some oversight to hold them accountable for their decisions and for their piss-poor management of their entire league. When you have a commissioner, that's bought and paid for, that's making nearly $50 million a year or more, for him to do the things that he did under the guise of the shield of the NFL. This is devious. It's absolutely the most evil thing that I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot. But we are going to be getting down to the nitty-gritty of this here over the next few weeks. And like I said, I don't want to spoil it, but we've got a lot of guests that are going to be coming on to this show on a very special editions and that we're going to be doing. And we're going to be getting down to this. We're going to air all this out. We're going to do everything that we can to make sure that the national media who are not in this market, who are not reporting on it intentionally because they're either bought and paid for by the NFL or for some other excuse or reason, they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them, that makes them millions and millions or billions of dollars, that they ESPN has billions of dollar contracts or whatever, what have you. We're going to tell the truth, and we're going to get down to the bottom of this. There's a lot of people that you can follow, Randy Carricker being one of them. Go over on Twitter. Ben Fredrickson, he's another one. There's a couple of legal analysts that you can follow. Just search them up. 
there, it's all over social media. Just put in St. Louis lawsuit, St. Louis NFL lawsuit. You'll find everything in Twitter. Even a ton of stuff on Facebook, too, as well. Just go into Google. Type in St. Louis NFL lawsuit. Just see what comes up. It's fascinating. All of the information. And knowing what we know now, it's it changes the absolute fundamental dynamic of how the NFL is going to be operating going forward. Because if you know what you know, why would any city, municipality, organization, why would they negotiate with the NFL? If they know that they're flat out lying to them, they know that they're working underhandedly behind the scenes, they know what they're doing, this is absolute, this is an absolute travesty to the fullest extent. But we have to do this to hold them accountable. So I am counting on you, the fan. I'm counting on every single one of you that are listening out there, that are watching this show live. You're listening to Apple Podcasts. You're listening on Spotify. You're listening on Captivate. You're listening on, uh, you're watching on YouTube. Wherever you're at, I'm counting on you to share this show out, to get this information out there. My interview with Howard Balls are where we just dumped a load of information and we're going to continue to dump more. I promise you that that's going to be the case. I want to jump over to the comment section here real quick. Uh, Byron, my man, right in the throat. Yeah, that's right. Gene uh, says to go get them. I am. I'm, good. I'm going after these guys with everything that I got. Uh, Trevor, how you doing, my man? Uh, is there even a 5% chance that St. Louis uh, team can get another team here? I think that it's way better than that. The NFL is synonymous with never wanting to pay a cent of anything. I mean, look at the concussion lawsuits, everything else that's, that's gone on over the years. The NFL does not like to pay money. Billionaires became billionaires for a reason, because they don't spend their money. They don't pay. Expansion teams, on the other hand, don't cost anything. Everybody talks, well, you got the fee. Well, let's do some math. The Houston Texans in 2002 paid 700, the McNair estate, the McNair family, Bob McNair, paid $700 million for the franchise rights to have a team. It's a fee. Fees don't exist. They're a fugazi, a fugazi. It's unicorn dust. It's pixie dust. It's not real. It's a fee. It's a fee that they charge, like a franchise fee for a McDonald's, that they take that money, put it in their pocket. That's it. It's not real. So everybody out there in the talking heads in the media world that want to sit there and say, well, it will be grossly over whatever they, it's not going to happen. I will say this. I had a conversation with an individual in the media and I won't say who it was, but it's a big-time uh, big time person in the media. And the conversation had gotten on to an expansion team as per a settlement. And let's say hypothetically, it would be a team, it would be the dome paid off, the former Rams Park uh, uh, rights returned, uh, build a brand-new billion-and-a-half-dollar stadium uh, with practice facilities, and kind of go from there, right? Or, or close to $2 billion. The expansion fee can be nullified because it doesn't really exist. It's not real. But the point was brought up. 
1981, when Al Davis had sued the league and had won, this is why they created all the relocation guidelines was from after that was in 84. I believe it was 84. But the reason that they did all of that was so that way they didn't have this trouble again. Of owners going rogue like Al Davis did. But the NFL called more penalties than any other team by far on the Raiders. Now everybody says, well, the Raiders were dirty. They weren't all that much dirty than all the other teams. I mean, look at what the Cardinals were doing uh, in the 70s. Look at what Conrad Dobler was doing during that time period. I mean, there was a lot of dirty players doing a lot of dirty things. So that that could be argued either way. But it did make a very good point that the NFL is vindictive. They are a cartel. They're a mob. And it do you honestly think that if St. Louis gets a team, let's just say this out, out loud, if St. Louis manages to get a team for a settlement, all this other stuff, do you honestly think that the NFL is going to allow them to win? They won't. Or they'll, they'll try not to. But if there is proper checks and balances in place and oversight, that might not happen. We all want to believe that they, this would be an honest process. We all want to believe that after they get their hand smacked and they lose this court case, which they're going to miserably, and they're going to settle, it's all a possibility. Everything's a possibility. But yes, I would give it more than a 5% chance. Will says... If it goes antitrust, the federal government will get involved. Uh, will the federal government get involved? I bet the NFL owners don't want that. Yes. If it goes antitrust, it will be federal. But then it's going to get drug out for even longer. Does Stan Kroenke want that? As much as he's paid in, in legal fees over the last few years, does he want to continue to keep paying? I don't think so. I think now, as, as, the, uh, as the quote from uh, the uh, the umpire, to the former manager of the Mets at the time, Terry Collins, was that our, our ass is in the jackpot now. Guess what? Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, Mara, Rooney, others, Clark Hunt, so on and so forth, your ass is in the jackpot now. So irregardless of what, yeah, I know Stan Kroenke signed the affidavit, whatever it was, the agreement that he would take on all legal responsibility of the other owners if that was to be the case. You cannot allow Stan Kroenke to fail in L.A. You can't. So irregardless of the situation, it ain't going to cost the NFL owners anything more than what they've already taken. They're just going to have to pay it back. That is where it gets interesting. But we're going to get more into that as time goes on. But everybody out there, a few things I want to touch on before we head on out of here because I didn't want to make this show too long. But listen to me, guys. I really need your help on this. This is very, 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 very important. If it's not for you helping share this show, the grassroots movement, the people in this market that are putting this thing out here, that are helping us in so many ways that I cannot thank you enough, but I still need more of your help. I still need you to help show, share this show out everywhere that you can. Our other shows too. Go over to Gateway City Sports. We've got a bunch of them. Fantastic shows. 
I need your help. This is a call to action to get out there and get this stuff out there as much as we can. Because without you guys and gals, it wouldn't be what it is. And I thank you so much for helping me as much as you have. That is going to do it this week for me. But trust me, whenever I tell you, there is more to come. And this stuff is huge. It's huge, huge stuff. And I hate to tease you, but that's the reality of it. We've got so much more to come. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Derrick King Sports Show. I'm going to see you next Wednesday at 9 a.m. You guys get out there. Share the hell out of all this stuff because, like I said, I'll beat it to death. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And I will see you next week.